0: podcast for
1: those who suffer which is everyone
0: it's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope welcome to in the thicket
1: our episode this week is all about loneliness which i'm sure everybody has experienced at one time or another whether it's just periodic or whether it's more of a constant companion in some ways So we talk a lot about our experience of loneliness, about even the definition of loneliness, and then also about things that have helped us in our loneliness to have some perspective and to find hope, even in the dark places where we do feel very alone. We hope this is helpful for you and that you'll find some light here as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome. How are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kind of like, this is not... Aaron's normal voice. What's <laughs> happening right now? I'm like crocheting while we talk. Well, we were just okay. talking before we started recording and I'm trying to crochet like dishcloths cuz I have a large ball of yarn wow. mm-hmm. and that's no dishcloths So, obviously.
1: Also, uh like a oh, it's caught on here.
0: Um, Is another octopus. It's a
1: blanket.
0: <gasps> we're making a blanket Blanket. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: <laughs> it's quite nice, eh?
0: It that's is. lovely so it's really I mean, cozy just in
1: case the world you know shuts down nicole and i will be able to be warm and rachel mm. you can come well, if you want you'll yeah. be warm i'll be able to wash dishes that's, that's right. right see this is why um, we're so complimentary because mm-hmm. i don't want to wash dishes with a blanket because that's going to get very messy
0: and i don't so, want to use a dishcloth as a blanket because yeah. i'd be cold
1: exactly exactly rachel what are you bringing When world uh, shuts down,
2: (laughs) I have a half bean cookie.
1: Oh, I think that's food really valuable. Mm Yeah, that's great. Okay, that's That's fine too. I see behind you, you also have a mango. So that's um, oh no, I think it's a mini pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. Oh, well, we're not eating that because that's disgusting. So, (laughs) okay, do you not like pumpkin? No, I love pumpkins. Okay, but mini pumpkins, I'm assuming, would not. They're like good? not designed for. Right. They're just designed to be visually appealing. pretty.
0: I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Can you eat a mini pumpkin? I don't, I don't know. know. Anybody like know? No, anyone like an there? apple? I mean, ew, no. Oh No, no, no.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not. I not uh, I mean, you couldn't do that with a regular pumpkin anyway. So I'm not sure what I was thinking there. But, um, <laughs> I mean, they're mini ones, many, though. Like, they just
0: taste like pumpkins, but yeah, that's I great. I want that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Rachel's just holding up a mini pumpkin and trying to bite it. Uh, yes, awesome. So
1: uh anyways, <sighs> welcome all you listeners. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Aaron. I am living currently in Ottawa, and that's important because why don't you introduce yourselves, ladies? um that was so loud I hope
0: no you're fine (laughs)
2: yeah I'm Rachel and I just uh, landed in Texas like five days ago Mm -hmm. um so I'm in Texas I'm just here for the next three months I'm working remotely on my thesis my master's in theological studies thesis and I'm here with my sister who's getting married here in January
1: yay yay (laughs) Matthew yay yay
0: And Nicole, where are you? Nicole, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So now this is so funny. We started with all three of us in Canada and now two of us. Are in the states right now. and Just Aaron is in Canada. I know, which is crazy. You
1: guys left me here for the winter time. That was really a didn't. real. Jerk hey, you it. know what? Oh, like, I'm so sorry. We're smart. <laughs> I know. I know. That's okay. That's okay. The plan is to go down to Texas for the wedding in January. Right. So I will. Oh, that'll be good. You'll be warm yeah. in January. Get to see awesome. on the way down, Nicole, and then yeah, perfect. And then be perfect in January.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I did not mean to defect. I just, it's just my life circumstances. Just happened I'm right now. not unhappy about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, it's good. I'm. That is great. I am happy for you. I am happy okay. also because I really do enjoy the first few snowfalls until it mm. gets like. A little bit annoying You know but then mm-hmm. Yeah so it's mm-hmm. good I'm, I'm all right to be here for that Yeah
2: full confessions I was definitely watching Like prime No what is it Lifetime And Hallmark uh, Cheesy oh, yeah. Christmas movies Like on <laughs> repeat When I was packing Because I was
0: like oh, you know, I won't be here for Christmas Oh it's yeah You hot. have to get the snow feels Yeah and... to get all
2: the Yeah And I I like Christmas I'm one of those weird people Who like really likes All the kitschy Christmas stuff
1: I thought you were going to say I'm one of those weird people Who likes Christmas <laughs> 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 you might have a little bit of company with it's that. You others, sure. But some people, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's right. No. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay, so the topic today, ladies, is a fun one. We're going to mm. talk all about loneliness. Alone.
2: Yeah i know you guys remember that song i probably this you know what i'm gonna hum it because it's really old well kind of old but it was like really lonely i'm mr Lonely. remember that song i, I am so lonely yeah that i have
0: nobody to call my own or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right there's yeah, no yeah, mister yeah, yeah. in
1: that is there i think i just made that
0: i don't up. think so yeah, i think sure. it's like lonely i am so lonely i'm so
1: lonely that's Maybe right there's mm-hmm. a song that has mr lonely in it though because i know like that it's Wolfpack.
0: I'm the mayor of Lonely Town, population one. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Go listen to that song. <laughs> so oh, my scary. gosh. Hey, we need to make um, a playlist of lonely songs. Of lonely songs. Oh, totally. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. So you if you're listening
1: right now, I'm going to write yeah. that down.
2: Playlist. People comment below on their favorite favorite yep. lonely song oh yeah the yeah. other one that so the lonely one that i was saying always gets randomly periodically stuck in my head and the other one is um you know the song like holiness holiness is what i love. i literally yes. switched the words i don't know why in my head and sometimes <laughs> i go loneliness
0: loneliness
1: and i'm like that's not the
0: song it's not okay the song. while we're on the topic of like lonely misheard lyrics or something mm-hmm. so my my parents have this story i guess they're playing music at mass Years ago, or no, they were at mass and someone else was playing music. And they there was this song in like you know I don't know the '80s or something, and it was like it starts "God alone, God alone," and it goes on like He's the oh. only one, da 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 da, whatever, beautiful okay. or something. Yeah. But the person just like slightly got the lyrics wrong and they're saying "All alone." Oh,
1: no. Oh, oh, holy. Oh, uh-huh. no. okay great okay anyway, also in this end. theme then of misheard lyrics i'd like to pay tribute to a certain father frank portelli um, <laughs> that many listeners may know and nicole laughed already because father frank has some great um misheard lyrics and my favorite <gasps> is from you know the song uh uh chris uh clarney i think his name is um and it's you gave me beautiful mashes, beautiful oh, yeah. mashes. So that one, yeah. he hears, You gave me
0: beautiful rashes, beautiful oh, no. rashes. So no, he doesn't <laughs> actually hear that. He just yeah, thought it was just... really funny yeah. to ruin
1: it for yeah. everybody else. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's, that's literally good. all I'm
2: going to hear. Thanks, Aaron. Beautiful thank rashes.
1: You yes, you're welcome, <laughs> all you listeners. That's like the classic of like, um, what is it like more of me or less of you like god is yeah, greater oh yeah yeah and I yeah, yeah, yeah. when you switch it up and you're
0: like i am greater god is lower. <laughs> yeah. that's like the that's the wrong uh, lyrics but yeah. Right. Uh, yeah but it's like yeah. somehow it's really easy to make that mistake and everyone does yeah. and you're like oh no oh no
1: what have <laughs> exactly. I done No, oh, when okay. I meant yeah, no, yeah no. that's right yeah totally. So, totally totally okay those are good so yes we will definitely <laughs> make a post with a playlist you can also tell us uh who what your misheard lyrics are which are yeah. the most yeah. fun
0: if that you, you've had if you're listening right now and you have like you're like oh I have a song I have a song Go on mm-hmm. our Instagram page yep. and just like send us a message. And we'll mm-hmm. put it on our playlist.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So. Coming back then to this topic of loneliness,
0: like uh, you're all just like avoiding it slightly, you know. Yeah, Maybe. I know we are. <laughs> we're
1: like a, a little uncomfortable. I know it's a podcast on suffering, but when you talk about loneliness, we're like, oh, I not want to talk yeah. about loneliness. That's funny. It's also you know funny that saying? we don't have a guest for this one. Like, there's no guest yes. because mm. we're just lonely. On just our own. The three yeah, of us. Three of us. You know. Alone. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did think that it would be good to have kind of a definition. Of it, or like, what are we actually talking about when we're talking about the experience of loneliness? What does that mean? So, Rachel had some good insights from that, so I'll turn it over to you, Rach. Yeah, so luminous. All right,
2: sorry,
1: that's so obnoxious (laughs) sounding. I hate
0: that. Anyways,
2: um, yeah, so I think. I, so I read this book, there's, it's called the Catholic guide to loneliness. I haven't read the whole thing and I'm not like, um, you know, uh, putting my stamp of like, yeah, I get this book. And I'm approve of it. I don't know really that much about it, but I have found insights from it helpful. It's kind of like a strategic guide against loneliness, mm. um, using like cognitive behavioral therapy and things like that. So in it, one of the, the definitions that they give of loneliness or, or a characteristic of it is it's kind of like the emotional equivalent of physical pain. So when you have a physical wound or you have some kind of malady physically, there's usually pain or discomfort associated with that, and that's a good thing because it's your body telling you there's something wrong. Usually, if all of your everything's working the way it should be, and the, in the book it was just mentioning like loneliness is can sometimes be like that for us emotionally, It'd be telling us there's something wrong, um, maybe in our you know uh, socializing life or our just our relational world or something with our mental health, like there may be something wrong. So it's good to not just brush it under the rug and not think anything Mm. of it. It's sometimes important to, it's like a signal. Yeah. And Mm. to like reflect on it a little bit, like what's really happening here. Right. Um, The other thing I wanted, I thought of, this is just from me, no psychologist. this is Rachel psychology, Um,
1: (laughs) Rachelology, Rachelology. Oh yes.
2: I did it again. No, (laughs) I don't like saying, oh yeah. It's so cheesy. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. You're You're fine. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think there's like experiential loneliness where it's some experience of ours, that makes us feel isolated, even if mm-hmm. relationally we are actually mm-hmm. very well connected. And then there's also relational loneliness, where you actually are cut off from people, and and right. it's mm-hmm. actually like your love, You know, um, yeah, you're right. physically isolated. But yeah. I think both of those have very serious and
1: difficult challenges
2: that come with
0: them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I think there's something you know. I, I, I didn't do any, you know, research before this episode, but I remember hearing something about like, um, like the concepts of aloneness and loneliness being different things. Like Mm -hmm. you can be alone and not feel lonely Mm -hmm. and you can be alone and feel lonely, or you can be with someone and feel lonely, you know, like talk about, you know, different, um, if you're in a relationship, um, there can be times of loneliness in that too, or just, but specifically too, when I think about, um, I don't know, just various people that I've known who talk about having some sort of experience where they feel like they're the only one that have gone through that experience. And maybe they haven't talked about it with anyone so they don't know. Or maybe that is just some sort of unique experience. But regardless of, of sort of anything objective, like here, it doesn't really matter what the objective is. Is they The feeling is, I'm the only one who's been through this. And that can be, I think, really isolating kind of what you're talking about, Rachel.
1: Yeah. And it's true too that, that it, that there's like some kind of solidarity in going through an experience with some like similar to somebody else and being able to talk about that which is part mm-hmm. of the whole reason why we wanted to like have this podcast and talk about suffering is so that yeah. people realize like here that they're not the only one who is experiencing something like that yeah mm-hmm. but because like even in the same way that our relationship with God is unique right like there's nobody else who has the same experience of God that I do or that you do or whatever Mm. I think like there's a certain element of that to to suffering that's like inherent Mm. in it even in Mm. like even in people who might be suffering from in kind of the same way like whether it's yeah. you know infertility we had a recent episode on that or in the marriage or something like but none of that suffering is going to be exactly the same even right. if even if it's similar and there are similar right. things that come up out of it right and so that that too i think can contribute to to a sense of loneliness even even when there's like some solidarity in that mm-hmm. loneliness you know mm-hmm, yeah
0: Mm -hmm. as we're talking about this, like, okay, as Christians, we believe that Jesus has experienced all of the pain and suffering that we have, right. Mm
2: -hmm. He
0: he, He can be with us in our suffering in a way that no one else can. And so I was trying to think about, well, when, when would Jesus have been alone? And I was like, oh yeah, like this was kind of like the pivotal or the, 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 crux of him being on the cross is like, God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Right. Mm -hmm. That utter aloneness from, you know, Jesus is the second person of the blessed Trinity. So feeling alone Mm -hmm. from, from, uh, you know, however the Trinity works, but feeling alone from like himself slash his father slash his identity, you know, as, and, and also feeling alone from all the people in the world, all his disciples who abandoned him and all that, like, just like incredible aloneness. So like yeah, that this is, this is, um, the fact that he entered so deeply into that experience of being alone to me also means, okay, like this is, you know, uh, that was a a choice and, and as something out of obedience, but knowing that this is a, a, an experience that all of us go through, um, too, you know, there must've been an, um, I mean, I don't know how all of this works, but I'm just (laughs) thinking, you know, a sort of intentionality with the way Mm -hmm. that God allowed, um, that, that Jesus was allowed to suffer that that has to do with this understanding that, Oh yeah. Being alone. Like this is kind of the worst, you know? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. One of my, um, the one story that I love that I feel is so human is when Jesus goes to pray in the garden and then he comes yeah. back and all the disciples are asleep and he's so mad at them. He's like, I asked you to like, stay awake and pray with me. And like, y'all fell asleep. Like I'm <laughs> on the verge of this really any, I just feel, I really feel for the Lord when I, whenever I read yeah. that part of the story. Cause, cause I think we all feel like that sometimes we're just like, will someone like no one, will no one just be with me in this? I think there's a desperation that can come in loneliness sometimes where you're like, you're like grasping for someone to just
1: give you some relief Mm -hmm. to be with Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. in that experience and it's like there's no one and it's like it's so funny that there's like a desire for that but at the same time there's also some kind of like sometimes shame or sometimes like feeling so just so distant from other people in that experience that it's like you want to reach out to somebody but at the same time it's like there's something in you that's like well i can't because i like how am i going to draw them into the or how am i gonna like how is that going to help me or or um or that they're not going to be able to understand what i'm experiencing now so it's like it'll be more exhausting to just kind of draw them in and try and explain how i'm feeling or to share this experience with them than it is to just bear it on my own Mm -hmm, yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, man. Okay, so this is let's make it concrete, then shall we? <laughs> In your own <laughs> life? Like, how? What does this look like for you? Like, what does this actually look like in your life, you know, in your own experience?
0: The look on Rachel's face right now, <laughs> just, there's just so much going uh, on. If you're watching yeah. this on YouTube, you might've seen that, but oh, gosh. I think you yeah. should share first.
2: <laughs> I was just thinking, as you were saying all this stuff, Erin, I was thinking, it's so funny. I think like, we're kind of laughing and joking about it because there's something so like, I don't know, current. I think, I mean, I'm definitely experiencing loneliness in my life in different ways right now. I think everybody is like to mm-hmm. a certain extent mm-hmm. and uh, you know, not to bring the pandemic back into things, but, but honestly, so many people were like physically isolated in that experience. Yeah. So I think it's something that's very close to a lot of us right now for different reasons, maybe. And it's so uncomfortable to talk about. It's it's so strange to yeah. me that it's so uncomfortable. Like I, I'm like nervous laughing through this whole episode because I'm so uncomfortable to talk Mm. about it. But Mm. I mean, obviously we think it's really important and I definitely share that, you know, sentiment. So yeah, I think it, it has to do right now with my state in life more than anything. And it's not about being, I've talked about this before. It's not about being single. I'm a single person. It's not just because I'm not married or, it's I think because for me, my places, my constants have shifted completely. Mm. My friendships, my family, my the structures of my life that in some ways have been the same for many, many years, especially my family, I think lots of good things. My siblings are getting married. And I think a lot of people, when they look at me, they would think like, oh, it's because your younger siblings are getting married and you're not married that you feel like this. Mm. Maybe that's true. Like, I don't want to completely dismiss that. There's some truth Mm. for that. But I think for me, it's not really about my siblings getting married and my friends getting married. I think it's like, it's again, a lack of knowing where I now fit in my world Mm. And I am, I've been very blessed with extremely supportive family and friends. And I still have that, but I don't, my parents, I'm not my parents' child. The way that I was as as a child, I'm not my sister or brother's older sister who needed to guide them through things the way that things were. I'm not my friend's bestie roommate person who needs to be there. Like I I don't fit those roles anymore. I still have very important places in all of those people's lives. But for me, the deconstruction of all those roles has left an incredible gap that is not filled that God has chosen at this moment not to fill with some other human thing. Mm. And that has been an extremely I will honestly would say like an excruciating experience of loneliness. Mm. And Mm. it's very physical. Like there's times that I don't feel it at all and there's times that it all I almost feel like there's like a knife inside of me like poking mm. at me and I can't even ignore the pain because it's so visceral um and I think to be honest I think God's given me a lot of grace and I can feel that sometimes you know you can feel grace just sort of carrying you through something and you know it's not you and I can feel that and so I just rely on that with every you know fiber of my being because I I know that is how God is working in my life right now. Um, But I also see the possibility of cynicism Mm. very clearly. I haven't chosen Mm. it. And I think God has given me the grace not to, but I see the possibility of just the kind of pain that can come with loneliness can cause, can make you want to shut the door to all others. Yeah, right. And it's so powerful. That urge is so powerful. And it's from the devil, honestly, like he, that's not what we're supposed to do. But I feel such um, an empathy for people who do that because it's a very, very difficult thing. And I don't, I think sometimes impossible to resist Mm -hmm. on your own without the grace of God, really. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. There's like, there's so much. Okay. So uh, full disclosure, we are recording in the evening and my brain sometimes shuts off which is why I tend to write things down more. So as you were writing down, I was like, or as you were talking, I was like writing down a couple things. I'm like, yes, this, this is, I feel that. Mm, Yes. Good. But one of the things um, like, it's interesting when you talk about vocation, because Mm -hmm. loneliness was actually something for me that confirmed my vocation of consecrated virginity in that I don't feel a loneliness when I'm alone like hmm. we're in the like there's not it's like there wasn't a part of me that was feeling kind of um, that knew I was created for you know a union with another person in in that way like there wasn't that same kind of ache that that other people described mm-hmm. Um and and there's like a like I have a different sense of when I'm alone that there's like a completeness there which is which is such a gift and really honestly it was like one of the things for me that was like really confirming in my vocation because even though i i mean i have to i should have relationships with other people (laughs) that would that is healthy however um however yeah it's because it's different than living in a religious order or you know or being married like there is something of like solitariness Mm. in the vocation in that sense so that was like really important Mm. for me but then when you talk about like where I now fit in my world that's been kind of the experience of loneliness that has been for me in the last few years like with chronic illness and with having all these new limitations it's like looking around me and seeing like I don't have the capacity for this these physical things i don't have the capacity for this emotionally i don't have the capacity for this mentally i don't have like it's like all of these things where um where i'm like i feel like i'm trying to navigate the world that's like normal for other people and it's not normal for me anymore but it was Hmm. normal for me anymore so it's almost like this like loneliness because of what i experienced in the past that i don't experience anymore and Hmm. i feel like like almost estranged from myself in some Hmm. ways like which is such a weird feeling but um but the thing of like choosing cynicism so those are like two things that i wrote down Mm. i was like where i now fit in my world and then choosing cynicism i'm like because i feel that because recently i've been like i've been really recognizing how much of a toll it takes on me when i'm sharing in somebody else's emotional burden because Mm. my capacities are so are so limited so depending Mm. on how i'm doing physically Um, If somebody else is going through something really emotionally heavy, like sometimes I just can't, like I can't, I don't have enough to enter in there, you know? And so then the tendency for me, like what I was thinking about is like, okay, but I actually still have to fight against just giving up on it altogether Mm -hmm. because, because it's tiring. Just because hmm. it's tiring doesn't mean it's still good and necessary for me in my life, right? Like just right. because there's hmm. there's a lack there hmm. doesn't mean that the Lord is not still asking me to go there. Not at my own detriment, but like right, right? but like even if it's painful and even if there are limitations that remind me all the time. Because that's the thing is like these same limitations, like he's still asking me to go there. Yeah. But he's asking me to go directly to a place where I'm like face to face with my limitations yeah. all the time. Which yeah. is, a, yeah. you know, like, and there's like a loneliness in that even, like trying to explain mm-hmm. it to other people. Like, how is it that it's hard for me to talk on the telephone is a weird thing. Like, <laughs> it is exhausting for me. Like, it will put me into a flare, which sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but like but like it does. So how do I even Mm. explain that to people? Because how would you even think that that would ever be something that would be like Mm, knock somebody out for a day? Right. Yeah. Like that's insane. You know? So Mm. there's like, there's such a loneliness in that too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of been my experience in the last,
0: in the last little while. What about you, Nicole? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, I think a lot of my life, um, I, I I definitely have experienced loneliness in many forms. Um, had a lot of, fr- like, even as a child, like had friends move away or different things. And I, and for me, I think it turned into a pattern of um, so sometimes friends move away and sometimes feeling rejected by friends, you know, high school and junior high mm-hmm. and when there's all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember moments thinking like, okay, well, if I don't, if I don't have people who like want to be with me, I'll, I'll just be really good at school so that at least they like respect me and, or something as if that's some substitute mm-hmm. for friendship. And, you know, of course this is all stuff that I've, I've been, I've worked through and, and all of that, but it is really interesting right now, you know, having moved to a different country, a different city, a new job, new, new people everywhere. Um, my first few months in Nashville, there was a, a large sense of me of like, this is great. I have my job. It's great. And, you know, Nathan, my boyfriend is also here and he's I get to see him. And so we have that. And of course that's a and real realistically that stays up a huge, like huge chunk of loneliness. Right. But, um, just having, having someone else there. So that that is a gift for sure. Um, but I, I don't have like, I I'm meeting people, you know, and we have a good small group and we're getting to know them, but I don't have any, you know, close female friends that I can just like really open up and talk to about the real stuff. Right. Because of those kinds of friendships, I think are a gift. Um, and they don't, they don't come very often. And they also just take time to develop. You know, if yeah. you just try to go in and share all the deep stuff right away, it's just <laughs> weird. It's weird. You, know? you alienate yourself way more. Yeah, How do you yeah. exactly how to create loneliness for yourself? Um, so, but I you know, I, do, yeah. Yeah. But there was a big part of me that I didn't even realize that I was feeling lonely because I just threw myself into my work and I, I do love my work. And it it was, mm. it was just like, this is great. And if, you know, and I'm with students, I'm teaching, I'm teaching six classes. So I've got all these students and they're lovely and I have my coworkers. So there's, there's a sense in which, well, I have lots of people around and it's, it's great, you know, but I, I was in Toronto two and a half weeks ago and I got to see, um, these ladies in person, my mm-hmm. podcast ladies, we actually, you know, we're always on zoom together. We actually got to meet up at a Tim Hortons in person. It was great yes. for at least a little bit. And, um, anyway, and just, and when I went back to Nashville after that, that week, I w- the loneliness hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I just didn't realize how much I had, in a sense, it was, I think it was sort of a protective or coping mechanism where it was like that part of me that, that is yearning for that deep connection. Um, I just like shut it down and did my work and did my job because that's how I've learned to function in much of my life. Right. I just work really hard and you immerse yourself in your work and you don't feel, you don't feel the loneliness. But then I, then I did, you know, and it, it, I was, I just felt off that whole week. I felt like, and it was, it was a feel, I think for me, I experienced the loneliness as feeling adrift, Mm -hmm. um, feeling kind of ungrounded, feeling like I was not really sure what, what's where I am, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that for me was like, it's, the easy thing for me to do, as I said, for loneliness is to just shut it down. So I don't feel it, but for me to actually let myself feel that and then accept it and then, and then be patient with the time that it takes to, to meet people. And then also take actions to initiate building friendships and actually do those practical things. And that's, which is, I don't know, I, I find that hard sometimes, but, but trying to do that, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now too. Of just like, okay, realizing, oh yeah, I am lonely. I guess I can admit that now, you know, I didn't, I did not even think about it for the first couple months. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, it's, it's interesting because even thinking about that, like, okay, well, it kind of makes sense then if we have, um, like, again, coming back to like this, um, I don't know, like whether it's shame or whether it's like wondering or whether it's something like that, because, in loneliness, there's this like built in contradiction of like, we were created for a relationship. Like mm-hmm. we have a desire for that. We were created mm-hmm. to be in relationship, like in communion with other people, not just in like mall buddies with other people. You know what I mean? Like Oh, that's
2: the- oh gosh. It's my nightmare. <laughs> I can't do that. I literally, I am not somebody to be fair. It's not like a virtue. Song. I cannot have yeah. like surface level relationships. Mm-hmm. I literally, it's exhausting. Okay. That to me is the most exhausting. Yeah. Like I could be, mm-hmm. I think that's actually the most lonely kind of reality for mm-hmm. me is to have mm-hmm. no deep relationships at all. And to like, you know, relationships that are going somewhere, like you said, Nicole, you can't start off the bat being like, so right. when's your yeah, day, yeah. the start gets deep, yeah. gets secret.
1: Yeah, just, we well, I mean, again, start. you can, if you, I mean, you want to alienate yourself from <laughs> That's right. You know, that's
2: so right. don't yeah, yeah, do yeah. that yeah, if yeah. you want friends. Yeah. Um, so it takes time, yeah. but like friendships that are not on that trajectory that are just literally about nothing,
1: mm-hmm. you know, really. Are, yeah. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they are very difficult and we're, because we're not creative for that. Right. Like it's, no. like it's right. not, it's because it's not touching any of the deep places in us that we're longing for, like that we know we're creative for communion for, but then it's, yeah. it's kind of like, i feel like for me anyways it kind of confirms the lies that i hold on to mm. when i'm feeling lonely in places because then mm. i'm like okay i can't be in communion with people here because there's something wrong with me right. Like mm. there's something that's unpalatable about me right. there's something that is yeah. like i'm not good enough in this way and that's why i'm feeling lonely here because nobody can be
0: with mm-hmm. me in
1: this because yeah. i'm broken
0: mm-hmm. i'm so, wrong yeah I'm, yeah, you know? oh. yeah. That is interesting.
2: You know? Yeah. Sorry.
0: Oh no. Well, I'm just thinking like how quickly the lies come in with loneliness. Mm, Like that seems to be a really Mm. huge, I don't know, like one of the biggest woundedness where as soon as you're lonely, it's like attack. It's like such a vulnerable thing, you know? And I, it makes me think of, I'm like, like at the beginning, Adam and Eve. Right. And what does God say? It is not good for man to be yeah, alone. And so yes. he creates eat. Right. So just that thing of like, we, that this was like, we are not meant to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. Um, we need each other. And but that there's something fundamental about what it means to be human. And that when we are feeling alone and when there is that lie, like we are, because we are not alone, fundamentally, we are not alone, like crisis with us and crisis, you know, human. And, but when we're feeling that, that the loneliness and even on whatever continuum of objective aloneness and the subjective loneliness, wherever we're at with that, I think that is, that is a time where like I I experienced that for sure. Like, well, I'm, you know, I'm alone in this new place because, well, I'm terrible at making friends or well, mm-hmm. no one's going to like me or whatever it is. Like there's something fundamentally wrong with me. And that is why I'm alone rather than because I just moved to a new country and I don't know anyone yet. Yeah. But like, why do I assume yeah. that it's right? And it's like, what I automatically assume that we it's totally because, go to those, the, like the most, yeah. like, Mm-hmm.
2: Like the craziest, craziest but it seems yeah. so plausible. It doesn't seem crazy yeah. at all. Like you yeah. know, like that is the yeah. reason why you know I'm yeah. a dirt bag of a human being, and nobody <laughs> yeah, is, and, <laughs> and no one oh, wants yeah. to come near me. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, like amazing I'm, sentence. I'm a dirt bag of a human <laughs> being. Right, that's I feel like that's oh. like what we think. Yeah, fundamentally, yeah. totally though. Yep. what we think, but it's not true that we're telling you, if you're listening, that is not true. Just to be clear, we are not confirming that we are rejecting.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and maybe even like sharing something here, if I can think about moments, because you you can feel alone in relationship, right. Mm -hmm. You can be in a a relationship, dating, married and feel alone. And I think that because there's going to be times where you hurt Mm -hmm. each other, there's going to be times where you wound each other and all of that. And I, um, I, I can think of 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 specific moments where where there you know there's moments of of hurt or whatever is happening feeling lonely in the relationship or whatever it is you know just working just stuff the stuff of life right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but allowing myself and i think so I had somebody else had shared that they, this is something they did and so i tried it and i was like oh this is beautiful but like thinking in those moments when you're when that pain of hurt is hitting you of just like thinking of jesus on the cross like thinking of him suffering and being alone on the cross. Um, Because that, I don't know, for me, that it kills all the lies, you know, Mm -hmm. because then I, I know in that moment that I am not alone in whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: And then I'm not acting out of a place of, you know, when the lies come in and then you get afraid and you get insecure and then I start and you start you know not being loving right Mm -hmm. but if we can remember that we're not alone then it it equips us to love Mm -hmm. in those moments of aloneness
1: yeah there's like there's tons of those times i mean sometimes i think we look through scripture and it's like we have the go-to scripture passages for things which are totally good and totally valid you know but then sometimes even when you're talking about loneliness now i'm like i can think of so many times in scripture where jesus was probably lonely like yeah yeah like when he goes and he tries to do miracles in his hometown and, and nobody can he can't do them because nobody has faith in him like how yeah. like that would have been like an experience of like you're the messiah and mm. like nobody they don't see you you know like yeah there's, there's like a rupture in that kind of communion and understanding of like who he is and like that would have been lonely too you know and i'm sure i'm sure if we look through scriptures, like. With that kind of lens, you know, like where yeah. is Jesus lonely? There would be so many times that he probably experienced that.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think um, when
2: you picked up on something, Nicole, when you're talking about not being able to be loving, because I think that, and that's kind of associated with the cynicism that I, mm. you and I were like kind of, you know, vibing mm. on <laughs> <the> <laughs> cynicism. Um, I think that it is really important because that is a trick of the devil, I think, to, to really isolate us further in that pain, mm-hmm. yeah. which then causes us to really become embittered and really start to hurt people around us. Um, so that's really, I think an important thing, just to be aware of not to like mm-hmm. beat ourselves up over, but to be aware, like what, what is the kind of person that I want to be mm-hmm. in this experience of pain? Do I want, who do I want to become? How do I want this pain to shape my life? Do I want it to like literally cripple me or do I want it to strengthen me, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think there is some amount of agency, whatever that is, even if it's like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest bit of agency that you have to say like, no, I don't want to be disfigured by this pain. I want to Mm -hmm. be, you know, uh, purified by it. Mm -hmm. I think we have to exercise that wherever it is, find that small, like breath Mm -hmm. of agency and just Mm -hmm. do it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There was one other thought I had about, um, the, the desperation, depending on where you are on that spectrum of loneliness, I think sometimes you're on like emergency level. Like if you mm. are in the, at the point where you cannot reflect on your loneliness, you cannot see it, you cannot think about it in a helpful way, mm. that is like ER emergency and you need to get yourself to like some outlet of grace, you know? And I really think, I mean, maybe there's other aspects like mental health, things like that you have to Mm -hmm. look into as well. And I really don't want to downplay that because that can be really, really important. Mm -hmm. But just from a relationship with God perspective, like adoration, if you need to online adoration, confession, just get yourself in front of Jesus Mm -hmm. in whatever way is accessible Mm -hmm. to you. And sometimes like I've been in, in places like this in my life before, where You don't have the words, you don't have anything. You just, you just have pain and you just have to sit there and just give that to him and be with him until you don't have the strength to anymore, or, you know, you have a job or whatever you have to go go to and life (laughs) happens, you know? But, uh, I think it's really, really critical to just emphasize like, yeah, we are not meant to be alone. And the Lord Mm. does not want us to experience this pain without him. He has something for us. So we Mm -hmm. have, but we have to go to Him for that yeah
1: yeah well and even thinking about like how we um like for example i had for the there's like a pain clinic in toronto so if anybody is interested if you have chronic pain or some kind of chronic condition it's called tap me toronto area pain management institute and it's been super great so i i'm doing like a program right now called act which is a specific kind of like therapy acceptance Um, and
0: Commitment therapy.
1: Yes, acceptance and mm-hmm. commitment therapy, that's exactly it. But one of the things we talked about today was um, diffusion, diffusion techniques, Mm -hmm. which is really like, it's interesting to look at it from the Christian, Christian context, because some Mm. of it, I'm like, Oh, yeah, this is good. Like, this is a Christian and like, some of it doesn't quite map and some of it like you have to kind of tweak a little bit. But the thing that I found was interesting that we talked about today was like thoughts and how closely we hold thoughts to our chest, right. Mm -hmm. And so they had us do this exercise where we look at and it's even um, going through things and seeing like, okay, I'm having this emotion, what is the a thought behind this emotion so like for me if I'm thinking about like um like I don't know my incapacities then it could be like my thought sometimes it's like I should be doing more like my my emotion is like anxiety that I'm feeling or loneliness mm-hmm. or whatever and I'm like I should be doing more and so then I have this like thought of like um so the thought might be something like i should be doing more because what i'm doing right now is not enough for me to be loved or mm-hmm. whatever it is right mm-hmm. so right. they had us write down this sentence on like uh on like a sticky note put it literally on our foreheads and then like, try and like absorb this. They're like, believe as much as you can, that this is the truth about you, that this (sighs) sentence is like, you know, and then they said, okay, now take it off and put it on your hand. And now like, look at it and say, like, I'm thinking right now, this thought about whatever. And then they said hold your hand way away and like, okay, now think about the thought and look at it from far away and be like, Oh, I noticed that I'm thinking about da-da-da-da-da, which is very which I found like was actually so helpful because mm-hmm. we talk, and this is what we talked about, which I was like, yes, this is totally like Christian fundamental one-on-one, mm-hmm. is like those thoughts sometimes become our identity, you know? And it's like so easy when we're when we're thinking about those things and we're like, okay, no, I shouldn't think this. So I'm just gonna, you know, focus on the you Lord, but it's not like I mean, when has it actually worked that those yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. have just like stopped because we've willed them to stop, you know? Right, right. When has an experience stopped because we've willed it to stop? Like it, mm. so I like that was one thing I was like, I'm going to use that. And I feel like already even yeah. that's been helpful for me to see, to have some kind of objectivity, even about what I believe about myself yeah. in those times or, or what the experience is like. And to notice like that actually a thought doesn't have to, like, I don't, have to be defined by a certain experience that
0: I'm having. Right, I love that. Yeah, you know. And sorry, I I think this is really great. And just like as a side note, because I act was one of the techniques that I had to study in in uh-huh. grad school a little bit. Yeah. And one of the things that we learned when they're talking about diffusion was you can take that thought, like he said, you wrote that sentence like on a sticky note, mm-hmm. and then so I like what they were doing, like put it on your forehead, then put it on your hand, then put it far away. Right. Yeah. Another technique is to choose like the voice of some sort of TV character that you know really really well, like. Yoda, or I don't know, like some sort of character has a really distinctive and like weird voice, and then say the sentence to yourself like in their voice, yeah. just to like that. you know, you and are just,
2: unlovable. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, and then you're like, unlovable you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and then you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. 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 Just a few, but anyways, just yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, fun yeah, note. But yeah. I think that's that's so. You know, I like, I love that you're saying that Aaron and it, cause I think there's a temptation with loneliness too, to become like just self-pitying. Right. And yeah. just be like, this is who I am. I'm unlovable and I'm alone and I'm always going to be alone and poor me and everything I want to feel so or something to really identify with that. But like what you're saying too, is like, we don't have to, mm-hmm. we don't have to identify with the mm-hmm. lies that come in yeah. when we are feeling yeah. lonely. Yeah. So you don't know, have to and double down on it. Like, no, I right. have to be like, okay,
1: fine. This is my experience, exactly, and so then yeah. I'm going to protect myself from having like a deeper experience of what I'm experiencing by like cutting yeah. people off or not letting them in. Or
0: yeah, right,
2: right. Mm-hmm. I I do think that um, we ha- have to accept, like that acceptance part too is really important. Like you, yeah. like you talked about Nicole. Like you, oh, I, I am lonely. Like just recognizing it. So I think yeah. sometimes because I'm, you know yeah, my classic sort of escape route technique of like, oh, pain, whatever. I'm just going to watch 10 hours of Netflix and I'll be fine. Like, you know, that situation, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it go away. So I think sometimes you just have to be like, okay, I'm in pain. This is, this is what's happening. This is where we're yeah. at. And now, and now what now where, and I think and not now what in the sense of like, how do I fix it? But now mm-hmm. what, as in like, what's my response? Cause that's really all we can do. Like to a certain extent, yeah. We have to trust that God will take care of us in terms mm-hmm. of the pain. But we can't necessarily control that. Sometimes we can. Like, I think the, th- the stuff you guys are saying, and if in the book that I was reading by Kevin Vost or whatever, mm-hmm. which maybe people should read, it, it's, it tells you there are things that we can do to decrease the pain mm-hmm. that might work and can work because of certain ways that our brain operates and things like this. Yeah. And I think those are really important. Mm-hmm. We should pursue those. But in the absence of those things working, I think we still have to recall that we can respond. We, we do have some mm-hmm. freedom here. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a level of responsibility that is freeing to take on. Like we can say, I am responsible for how I behave given this pain. I am responsible for whether or not I choose to love in whatever ways I'm called to given this situation. Mm-hmm. I think that that can be a really good thing. And, um, you know, not again, not the voice of the accuser. I think it's really important because that's the devil being like, well, look too, you're not taking responsibility for all the things. Like don't listen to that voice. But there's, if there's whatever part of you that's able to say like, okay, I, I don't know. I'm going to put on some lipstick today, or like I'm going to, you know, pick mm. something small, maybe like mm-hmm. the smallest way that you can exercise that mm-hmm. choice, that response, that free response,
1: mm-hmm. and do that, you know? Yeah. 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 And even if it's like, um because I was thinking about this too last week when, so I gave a talk at a, at a whatever a worship thing earlier this week, and it was such an experience of grace for me because I realized that um like that in in that like it was so clear that the lord was present during the talk but then also even just the 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 ability to like be to hear praise and worship and mm. to like praise the lord in front of the blessed sacrament i was like my soul has atrophied during this time like mm. i feel it you know and mm. it wasn't really until i was around other people like that that i could yeah. really feel it like that and like yeah and so to see like even right now if i'm doubting like what am i worth like what is my contribution to anything aside from just sitting in a chair and like knitting all day like what do you want me to do lord like what Mm. like what are my gifts you know or even even giving me I feel like that experience was like giving him just a little sliver of like asking him, like, this is my deep loneliness right now. And what do you want to say about it?
0: Like, Mm yeah. What do you
1: want to do about it? And even if it's something like little, little, like I made a little step to go out and be around people and say yes to doing a thing. And it was like the Lord transformed it into like a reverberation of grace that is still Mm -hmm. present days later, you know?
0: That's amazing. yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, and I, I mean, I'll, share too of just like, um, this, this last couple, so I, you know, I went to Toronto a couple weeks ago, came back and was like, Oh shoot, I'm lonely, you know? Mm. Um, but, but it was, I feel like there was a, a gift or a grace to just be like, okay, well, you know, actually I can't, I can't even take the credit. There's not a grace for me to go out and say, I'm going to go make friends, but it just started happening. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went to this, um, uh, we had like a Wednesday morning, what do they call it prayer and pastries for Belmont faculty and staff. And we get together and like pray and which is really cool. Mm. Um, And I'd never been before. And I went and I didn't know anybody and it was super awkward. And I'm like, but I ended up talking to a couple people and um, who work in the library and had a nice chat. And I, didn't really think about it after, but got an email later in the day from one of them. And she was like, Hey, you know, she'd also just moved there a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, you've been only been here a couple of months. And I've been here a couple of weeks. Like you want to have a picnic lunch sometime at work, you know? And I was just like, yeah, that's great. You know? Um, and I, that was just such a wonderful like thing. And we, we still haven't yet. Cause, uh, just scheduling and stuff, but that'll happen, I think next week or something. And and then later that week, I, you know, I through a couple conversations of people, I remembered that there was another, another new faculty who I had been meaning to reach out to because I thought, you know, she was like, she's new. I'm new. We're both not originally from the States. Like we should hang out, you know? Um, so I finally texted her and I was like, do you want to, you want to hang out sometime? And she was very excited too. And so now we're, you know, so just these little things, but it's like, it. I don't know. I, I don't, I can't take the credit for that. It's not like I was like, all right, I'm going to now take initiative in my ten agency point plan because uh, yeah, you one. know, yeah. <laughs> but I think there was a little bit of, at least for me, an openness where I came to Lord. I was like, okay, Lord, help me find friends, you know, yeah. and like yeah. little things started happening in that direction, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think there is something to that of just like, like you're saying, Aaron and Rachel, they're just like coming before the Lord with it and being like, all right, yeah, we've discovered that I'm lonely. Now what, you know, yeah.
2: what do I do? Um,
0: yeah.
2: the book that I have now mentioned three times that I haven't fully read. It.
0: Um, it's it, awesome. It clearly has
2: some value. Um, but he talks about, um, Virtue as a remedy, in a way, to holiness, mm. uh, to loneliness, not to holiness. That's wrong. <laughs> okay, like See, I told you, I keep making. I don't know why. It's so weird. Anyways, uh, uh, remedy to loneliness, and he said, um, you know, like just the the like prudence, temperance, like making mm. sure, because literally, a friend of mine and I were just talking about loneliness. Today, actually, probably because we were going to record this episode. And she knew that. And I was like, "Cookies, cookies are a remedy to loneliness." And she was like, "Yeah, but then you like, you know, you have all these extra calories and the pounds, and you <laughs> like really sugar highs, and I don't know." I was like, "Okay, cookies." can be a remedy to <laughs> also a danger in terms of loneliness. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, the virtue of temperance, he literally talks about, it. he's like, people can tend to eat things and drink things and do things mm-hmm. that are bad for them as, as remedies. And so when we, when we try to think virtuously and we're like, what's actually good for me, I think that's an important question too. Like you were talking about meeting people. That's one good. Okay. If you don't have the strength to do that, like, do you have the strength to work out? Do you have the strength to read something that you've never read before, like how? What are the f- the faculties in you that can be developed and grown that are yeah. good? How do you and
0: even nourish yourself? You know? Yeah, and even it's okay. Maybe I can't do all these things, but do I have the capacity to curl up in my bed and watch Netflix and whisper up a tiny sure. prayer of Jesus? Mm-hmm. I'm lonely. Please fix it. You know? I love that.
1: Yep. I really yeah. Yeah. That was that. my my spiritual director. Um, last time I had spiritual direction, she's like sometimes the most powerful prayer. You can ever pray to the Lord is I can't. Yeah, Nicole and uh, I were talking about that yeah. like one time. Like, I, like yeah, it's so profound too because, <sighs> yeah. because it's so real. Because sometimes it's exactly like you say, Rachel. Like you are in like. Like emergency mode, ER. like yeah. mm-hmm. it is, like you just can't. Like there's zero capacity, for right? You no, know? but the Lord always
0: has capacity for everything. <sighs> well, and using the ER, you know, analogy, if the Lord is like our our doctor, our healer, mm. you know, the when somebody has to go to the ER, they don't come in. You're expecting them. You're like, well. Why don't you try helping yourself <laughs> first and then come to the like yeah, that's You're right. coming that's because right. you're in an emergency. Exactly. And you're yeah. you're supposed to be vulnerable and you're supposed to not be able to do anything and let the doctor do their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can yeah. we do that with the Lord? Can we just admit like I don't want what to do right now? And I'm the, uh, you know, and then just come. Yeah. Just know? keep
2: going, honestly. Yeah. Like just keep going till you know. And you'll know when you when you're like, okay, I'm in a different place now. I'm not in ER mode anymore. I don't mm-hmm. need to come here mm-hmm. in the same vain anymore. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we can be ashamed of that being that low. And I don't mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's really important. That's a trick of the devil. I think we shouldn't oh. be ashamed. Just go. Just go to the Lord. Yeah. And I can't. If that's your prayer, that's yes. your prayer, you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly, like I am there, I've been there so often. I'm there in some ways yeah. now in my life, to be honest. And I think that it is very comforting there is real grace there it's not a solution to like God is not necessarily going to fix everything right away in your life but he will be there with you and that will change things mm-hmm. that will help you it will give you perseverance and courage that yeah. you need to keep going so yeah
1: yeah and it is a lie like it's an absolute lie from the pit of hell from the evil one that this will be forever
2: like yes. even
1: when you're talking about things like depression or something like mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. it is a huge burden in the sense that it feels like it will be forever. Like it feels like it will never change. And right. it's so convincing in that moment that it's like it's like burying, you know, like yeah. you're falling under the burden of that. And it is not true because you will die one day and you will not be lonely in death like uh-huh. yeah but, you know in so heaven, like, Yeah. Even in heaven yeah <laughs> it was like i mean and god willing you know yeah. we're not lonely for our whole lives and never experiencing like yeah, know, yeah that's right yeah. all of those kind of things but but even in the most remotest of cases that we experience that loneliness extending in our lives somehow like it yeah it will not be forever no it will not be
2: and in the light of sort of offering because you can offer up that loneliness mm. i know that sometimes it's the worst thing to hear so if you're in that place right now 100%. you're like oh gosh I, I hate it up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. but yeah you know i just well i think i want to say that you know I, I i think in my experience i am feeling with this episode the reality that many people are in of like very very deep loneliness mm. and we like i we i think we're i'm, I'm sorry my that. Life just
0: keeps going on.
2: oh you're fine <laughs> It's like, yeah, it looks like she's
0: in a haunted house. As well. It does. Oh, no.
2: Well, stop right now. Looks Go like. ahead. You were saying something so very empathy for yes, yeah. <laughs> lonely people. Um, yeah. no, but because we, I mean, it's some, it's an, it's an experience we all have in a very real way. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're like, Oh, yeah. you know, that's really sad. Like we, we get it. And I think that it's very important to know that we are praying for you. Like I mm-hmm. am going to be remembering This intention just for people who are suffering through really intense times of loneliness in their lives for whatever reason, um, you know, over this next week in a very, very specific way, I'm gonna be praying for you because I think it's really important that you know you are not alone. Like those prayers are from like a sister in Christ who cares for you because you are a child of God, you know, and whether we know you or we don't know you and that's where you're living, um, it's very important. God loves you and he wants you to know that. And so if the only way you can know that is to know that we are going to be praying for you right now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in a very specific way, that's
1: know that we will be. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Beautiful thanks reach this is good even if you want rachel to pray for you by name yeah (laughs) rachel not the other not any (laughs) i'm just kidding We'll us on that if you want the prayers yeah let let us know we'd love to to parents light is going (laughs) on my my light is seriously like my leg is propped up against the wall trying to get the plug to stay in anyways nicole (laughs) would you like to share with us your Godwink?
0: Sure. <laughs> Aaron's microphone. just falling apart over there. <laughs>
1: Damn, Lord have mercy.
0: Aaron, oh. we love you a lot. I'm no, um, sure, I'll share Godwink. Um yeah, this is just a little little thing, but I this week, so a couple of weeks ago I started uh, spiritual direction with someone here and um, just outside of Nashville and it was wonderful and I'm really excited. Um to, to get back on the spiritual direction train again. Mm -hmm. Um, so she gave me a little booklet and it's a bunch of scriptures. Like basically it's a a whole year and every day there's a a scripture that you can meditate on and they're all having to do with the love of God. Mm -hmm. And it relates to how in Ignatian, Ignatian spiritual exercises, you spend the first, I forget, very long chunk of time meditating on the love of God. Right. And so, so I've been going through and reading them. And the very first day that I did it, it was just like, there was so much consolation and it was wonderful. And then every day since then, it's been like fine, you know? Um, but I just like that first day was enough where I'm like, I think this is good. I think this is, I think I'm supposed to do this. So, anyways, so I'm on like, I don't know, day eight or something. So a couple of days ago, I read it was it was Psalm twenty three. You know, uh, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green peppers. Pastor, I did this again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes me lie down in green peppers. <laughs> <laughs> when
1: we were talking about this, God Wing Nicole totally said that he makes me lie down in green peppers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <And> I'm dying. <laughs> If
2: that means something, I, I, I don't know. I you feel know, like is that like
0: a spiritual message to somebody? I always like buy peppers. green peppers and I, I cook chili and stuff. Anyway, okay. <laughs> he makes me lie down in green green pastures, leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul. Uh though I should walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. You're on your staff, my comfort and my hope. Okay, just for everybody's
1: reference, if you're watching the video, you'll know this, but Nicole has just said all of these things uh, at memorized. Uh, so, you know, you nice. know, but this is why. This is yeah. the thing
0: where I got to Psalm twenty three and I'm like, oh, Psalm twenty three. It's like overused. It's, it's on every like peppers one. Nice. Okay, not the green peppers one. That's my own personal version, my own translation of scripture. If you want my Bible, it'll be fifty five dollars plus tax. All right. Anyways, oh um, for me, I'm like, oh, it's like a what is it? It's like a just overdone or something. You know, every yeah. song is about something. It's just like every poster and like, oh, Psalm twenty three. That's really nice, but um, but it was good and I read it and it was it was nice. You know. And I just happened to be feeling really stressed that day and kind of down. And anyways, then I got to my car on my way to work. And I guess I had left the car on the like a Christian music station in Nashville. And what comes on the radio? But a song that is Psalm 23, you know? <laughs> um, that was like what I what was on when I got into my car. And at first I was like, well, obviously, because everything is Psalm 23, you know, right. this isn't God. This is just like statistical probability at work, you know. Um but then it, it was just, I let myself be curious and open and listen to the words and was remember like, oh yeah, this is beautiful. Like this is, you know, this right? oh, yeah. is, is the like, word of God. that's it, it is I'm actually like the Lord being, come so yeah. on, guess I'm 23rd chance. Yeah. <laughs> basically, right. you know, my, my kind of cynical thing. So, so anyway, so that was my God wink. Yeah. I
2: think Psalm 23 will always be the Green Peppers song for me now. The Green Peppers song? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah,
1: it's just it's it, it now. Full, full circle. You know, we talked about worship lyrics at the beginning. Next July, Now, you here you are welcome <laughs> in the <laughs> ticket <laughs> podcast listeners. Yes. That's great.
0: Uh, oh, no, that's great.
1: Okay, that reminds me of one episode from last year where you talked about being, something about being an octopus in a field. Right? Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. That? I feel like it a was a drawing
1: we Single, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel, yeah, yeah that's right. I'm going to make a drawing of the oxygen. Well, okay.
0: Peppers. Green peppers. And this is. Octopus and green peppers. This is bringing me back to the beginning of our episode as well because mm-hmm. I think Aaron, when you held up your blanket, I was like, "Is it an octopus?" And then I never explained why I asked if your blanket was an octopus. So Aaron, one of the things that she's been making is these oh, little like yeah. yarn. Well, I have it octopi, knitted octopi. Yeah, and yeah. they're really cute. They really are. So, oh my gosh, she's...
2: we should start some in the thicket merch that's just like <laughs> octopus and green peppers, like just a
1: picture. That of could octopus. be our
0: theme, right? right? Oh, look at it. It's so cute. It has a little bow tie and it has little eyes. Oh, like
1: little cute and his little feet it's so cute yeah you guys
0: did you watch the it's very erin can you give me an octopus for christmas that's yeah wonderful. oh my gosh
1: yeah i would love to send great you one. Yes. excellent totally okay so if any listeners would like to have yeah. an octopus dollars $55 $55 <laughs> <taxes. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man so good um,
0: um there's a really good documentary about octopi and octopus. Oh oh i haven't seen it it I won it won an see. award this year the academy awards documentary oh, i think it's wily. on i don't know where it is. i forget what it's called my uh i forget what it's called God. my friend the octopus something like that. that it's my octopus my octopus teacher my octopus teacher look my it up octopus
1: it's octopus teacher okay well i'll put it in the
0: show notes so yeah right. as
1: usual uh all of our show <laughs> notes <laughs> just for just for anyone who's listening all of our show notes we do have them on our website which is in the Mm thicketpodcast.com. so if you're ever looking for something that we're talking about during an episode it is there with the link resources on
0: loneliness octopus documentaries (laughs) Mm -hmm. and actually
2: um i have a a more serious contribution for our show notes Mm -hmm. you're talking about this um this your spiritual director gave you this scripture mm-hmm. exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I was looking today, kind of do, I did a little bit of research for our episode and I was looking at like Catholic remedies for loneliness, like what's out there, you know, and the sisters of life have some a litany mm. called the litany of let love. And we'll mm. post a link to it. It's really beautiful. It's like, um, it's asking God to let love act on you. So like, I'll just mm. read you a couple of lines. like that. I yeah. let love reveal who I am. Um, that I let love define me, that I let love with Mm. courage and hope that I let love forgive me and love is capital L. So love is really God. Mm. That's that's who the litany is. And there's really beautiful responses as well. So we'll post a link to that. And one more really cool litany is the litany of the love of God, which Mm. I found, um, which is written by Pope Pius VI. And, um, it's literally like, it's so beautiful. It's like, with all my heart, I love Thee, oh my God with all my soul, with all my mind. And it just kind of is a litany of us telling God that we love him, which, you know, clearly Ignatius says is a good idea. And I think he knew stuff about stuff. So, (laughs) you know, I, and those were the things that I found actually when I was like Catholic, like remedies Mm. for loneliness were these like prayers Mm. about the love of God. So Mm.
1: You know, I feel like we should send out like go. a degree or a certification or something. Like if you've listened to this episode, you know <laughs> yeah. like you're a loneliness therapy. You have that's, that's right. <laughs> that you can go and train other people in how to be lonely now. So that's, that's good. Right. I mean more how like to not be lonely. Right. <laughs> For $55 plus tax. Exactly. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As I was saying that I was like, why am I not saying more? Why am I <laughs> low-cutting? <laughs>
2: my translation anyway, of the bible my, yeah oh, my
1: mom, green yeah. peppers that's trendy. right this episode is only costing you all a hundred dollars
0: each yes this episode <laughs> has been <laughs> brought to you this is by terrible. And green we're peppers. we're joking <laughs> <laughs> we're joking totally free don't send us any money. Okay. And on that <laughs> note, I we've been here for like
1: oh 10 God. hours. It's like the longest episode because we love you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's an episode Amen. on loneliness. We can hang out with you a little longer That's right. today. That's right. yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amen.
0: All right, dear listeners. Well,
1: we will uh we will be in your apple Podcasts or ear yes or ears and whatever next week and we look forward to it and we hope that um something from this sat in a really beautiful way on your heart this week and we are praying for you for sure especially those who are feeling extra lonely right now Mm -hmm. i love you very much
2: Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.